Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, are you ready to listen to the best music podcast ever? ever. Available on six platforms: Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play Store, Spotify, and more. You're listening to the When Words Fail Music Speaks podcast with James Cox and Blake Mosley. When words fail, music speaks. Interview. Hey, everybody! Welcome to When Words Fail, Music Speaks. I'm your handicapped host, James Cox, and our next guest is a, is is a, uh, I'm surprised that uh, he uh, he um, was so um, well. I'm not surprised. I'm humbled. Is a key word that he could be on here today with us, chatting with us. So here, um, I'm going to tell you a little bit, a bit about him before we bring him on. Uh, so that Doc Brass is on a mission to help humans. He does so by performing hip-hop music on its MPC and making music in the hope that humans put their confidence in his ability to actually help people and progress towards a positive culture. And in his opinion, hip-hop, a cultural to of, of of overcoming the negative with the positive, not through violence, but with communication and teamwork, in the most sly of fashions, is a culture that can be unified. The 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 motivating motives of humans who want to be want to be better and do better, and uh, and so uh, Doc Brass will post videos of beat performances from his dojo hidden in the woods of New York. He will work with artists who understand the true purpose of the mission as we come together and fi- to fix our own problems. Although he disclaims he is less of a producer and more of an instrumental performing artist. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Doc Brass. What is good, me. sir? What's up, brother? Thank you so much for you know, t- uh, you know, taking the opportunity, especially to read my mission statement like that. You know, it's um, yeah. not many people take that time. I appreciate you for having me on here for real. Yeah, you know, yeah. great, great to connect. I, I think it's awesome that you say to help humans because that that solidifies everyone. You know, not black, not white, not not you know, yeah. you know, it's everybody. You know, everybody loves music and and it. Uh, it motivates us in some way that we cannot explain, you know, so. It really is a universal language and, you know, uh, especially uh, since the, you know, invention of hip hop uh, as a culture and as a music expression, or as even, again, as a cultural expression, it really uh, has really helped even broaden the scope even farther. Right. right? And um, and so, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of come from that opinion where we're all family. Right. Yeah, we are. We are. Uh, before we get started with music, I see on your back wall, you have a lot of comic books. Yeah. And I'm and I'm right there with you, man, because uh, back when I was 16, 17, 18, man, I, had, I, I, I didn't hang them on my wall per se, but, but I had like, um, like two or three of the long boxes of like comic books. 
Oh, right, right, you know, right. and, and man, I used to collect comic books all the time, but you know, I mean, I couldn't afford it anymore. So yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, so these are so the wall is of all the um, in 2015 when Marvel rebooted their their line hmm? for each new number one that they put out, they put out a hip hop variant. Uh, which is so you know like a, a variant of the comic for those who aren't aware it just means it's the same comic book but a different cover right, right. so yeah. the, uh, you know right here if you can see that it's like most steps a new danger you know you got the Fujis uh, you, really the whole wall through and through is just all classic hip hop albums right uh, like uh, right, right over here you got um uh, Lauren, oh, Lauren Hill. Hill. yeah 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 right yeah so you know like as, as you go through you can pick them up. Uh, you know, De, De La Souls up there. You know, we got some Run the Jewels references. You got the Gray album. Yeah. Uh, you know, but so it, you know, the, the wall is really more for show for my nerdery of love of hip hop and right. and music. Yeah. But I actually have a bunch of comics over in the other section, which is like my library. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, other books, right? Of other, you know, I mean, standard comics, right? Yeah. Because sure. because uh, I remember finding a comic book called I, I think it was called Rock and Roll Comics. And they did in every single issue. They they did somebody with rock and roll. They they had ACDC or Guns N' Roses or oh that's and awesome. I, like awesome yeah because I I bought like two or three of those and I can't find them at all. It makes me so mad, you know, because they were good comics. You know, they they, they were so fantastic. Well, and that's the uh, you bring up something not many people talk about, which is that that there are other comic books outside of the big two, right? Marvel and DC. Oh yeah, Image Comics and Dark Horse comics to enjoy. Yeah. You know, actually over there, what I have is um. Uh, Fantagraphics, who's a publisher, put out uh, with Ed Pisker uh, called Hip Hop Family Tree. Yeah, uh, it's a comic book really going through <clears throat> the history of hip hop music, uh, but done in a like old school comic book format. Mm -hmm. So I have some of those over there um, because yeah, I mean there's just so much more to comic books as a visual storytelling platform, you know, than than just superheroes. Although I do love superheroes, I mean yes. I'm not trying to take <laughs> right the superheroes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so a few months back, I think it was like six or seven months, we came down with a pandemic, right? And it's terrible mm -hmm. for everybody. But yeah. I think it brought us together in in, in ways in in, the, in a music format of way because um, on the on the news you saw Italy um, coming together with music, you know, staying home, being alone, and mm -hmm. music I think was a very fantastic outlet for them to to, to keep sane. Uh, so as this pandemic. Uh, comes to end. Hopefully, um, how how has it been? For, how has it been for you staying home and and uh, doing your um, music thing? Um, great question. I mean, it's been a a mix of great and bad because you know you go from having all these dates and you know contracts for performances and gigs and. Think, like you know th there were uh, a lot of plans in order for 2020 initially um some of which i got to do up until february right uh but then once the pandemic hit you know you're talking about a large loss of of uh booking and mm. a large loss of uh you know real real a, a lot of income for what a lot of artists depend on because now everyone's having to hunker down and really try and take care of their, the roof over their head, which is very understandable, right, right? Right. But it does mean that there's less spending money on merch and things of that nature, just because you like an artist that you enjoy their music for, right? Um, so outside of like the the actual negative 
call it financial impact of, of, you know, going from having a whole setup to now figuring out how to navigate a digital, uh, how to, you know, navigate this digital income, right? Mm-hmm. This digital right. streaming service. And, um, and so, but what it did give me was a lot of time to obviously make music and with everything going on, I think it was a great uh, way for people who, especially those who were able to kind of not necessarily uh, hide during these times, but also like really express themselves. You know, there was still music to be made and still expressions to inspire people to get through these kinds of times, which I hope that I could have played at least a little bit of a part in because I never really stopped through the pandemic in terms of posting videos and and staying at it, you know? And it's something to, to keep active during something like this because I've never in my life, you know, ever experienced. I think it's very important something. to keep active yeah. because people can't see everyone crumbling around them because then mm-hmm. it just feeds what their fear is, which is that there's no hope, which is not true. There's always hope, right? Right. Uh, not to sound corny, but, you yeah. know, if, if there's always hope, then uh, some people have to be able to play their part. So I'd like to think that at least for what I do, which is provide some kind of musical inspiration and and you know kind of a positive guidance there uh i i like to think that my weekly bi-weekly uh by twice a week kind of like output into the world was hopefully helpful for those Mm -hmm. um so yeah but it is staying active is very important it's also good to exercise your mind it is it is it is and i talk with uh, with uh, many um other past musicians and they say that they they so miss the live aspect of it and, and, oh, and, and I do as a fan too, because when you're a fan and seeing your favorite, you know your favorite artist, uh, you want to be in the moment with them, listening to, to yeah. their songs, smelling the air of, around you, you know, interacting with other people, which sadly you can now, you know. Um, so yeah. I, so I, I think mean, it's so true, yeah. so true. Yeah. I really, my favorite parts about the shows are the connecting with the people who enjoy what you do, right. You know, uh, if uh, now granted, obviously, I don't show my face, hence why I'm wearing a mask for I guess anyone watching. And it's like, why is he wearing a mask alone in his house? Obviously, I don't really show my face for these reasons, right? So, uh, for for a sense of anonymity. Um, but at the same time, if you're if you're so if you're the kind of person to hunt down Waldo and you come out and find me, right? <laughs> then yeah. you I, you'll you'll be surprised. I will have a beer with you or a drink. You know, I don't really drink that much, but yeah. you know, like I'll have a drink with you and. We'll, we'll chat it up. I'm always down to get down, but those are my happiest times. So of course I miss the live element right. the most is connecting with humans. Yeah. I think it says something about you that, uh, that expresses how you feel about music because although you could show your face, you, you had it uh, for the music, you know, cause um, I think that what, what, what I'm getting from you is is you care so much about the music you don't you don't want people to worry about what you look like in the process of it right correct yeah correct i w- i wish that that uh like just the the message and the uh the uh the actions of things spoke louder than anything else but th- there's always uh you know a book t- to be judged by its cover so i try and avoid those opportunities as much as possible as well as uh you know, just try and uh, g- give everyone a, a, a kind of something to channel through, like a touchstone. Right. Right. Like, right. I mean, Doc Brass really is just an exaggeration of myself as a superhero. So, like, you know, what if I could be like a real life hero type thing? Right. So, mm-hmm. it's, 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 he's supposed to be a touchstone for all of us. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, so I find okay. So there are many genres of music. You know, you have rock and roll, um, pop, um, rap, hip hop, and uh, so what? Um, you, you found love in what's called finger drumming, right? Yep. And so yep. uh, having all these genres all at your touch, what 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 um. What drew you into finger drumming more than any other uh, source of genres? So, um, great question. I mean, like, it's because finger drumming, you know what it is? Uh, I, I think that uh, instruments, right, in general, as they get created, you know, you are, we're always surprised by the innovations that get brought out of those instruments over decades and decades of them being invented right so you think about when the first electric guitar was invented versus now how electric guitars are made and kind of the level of detail and tonality that we get to uh finger drumming uh has is technically not like a a new thing right technically people can have always been playing with their hands via percussion like uh, other percussive elements Mm -hmm. but it was the the tool that changed Right, and being introduced to modern technology, and in this case specifically drum pads, would I would I say be the more um, uh, kind of go-to way for finger drums to get involved in the craft? Uh, is you know like you have your drum pad, and and now so instead of having a percussive instrument, an acoustic percussive instrument, now what you have is a, a essentially a blank slate for you to imagine with. Right. 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 So you don't have to play drums with samples the way that I do. You could do just drums. You could do all samples and just play like play like a piano would kind of thing. Okay. Use it as an instrument. Yeah. So when you really think about it, the actual act of finger drumming is nothing more than uh, an, an action combined with the tool to create your expression. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So I found allegiance with that in hip hop because in hip hop particularly. It's all about uh, a groove, right? In a lot of ways for me. So uh, when you have a groove, it's all about that beat and those drums. Right. So finger drumming, nice, uh, organic, jazzy drum sets was kind of my favorite pattern. Uh, and so I wanted to kind of express myself in that way. I think that having an instrument to express yourself is the best thing. And I used to play guitar. I've played other instruments in my life, right? But with uh, finger drumming, I can actually express my whole musicality right. as an individual, right, through that instrument of the drum machine. Okay, yeah, yeah, that makes sense because um, I, I honestly I haven't heard of finger drumming at all until I you know discovered you at the uh, at the Indie Pod Summit, which you did an excellent. Right. I mean, that oh. blew our minds totally, you know. So um. Yeah, for somebody who brought a new genre to me, it's like fantastic, you know. Just just makes my brain go a lot more than what you know, because 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 sure. I was used to you know just basically rock and rap and hip hop and that, and so I had no idea that uh, that it existed until I found you. So thank you for that. No, you know? I'm so happy to be an introduction. You know, I know that we uh, had talked uh, like a little sometime before about how you also like. Swing, like you also like oldies yes. kind of music yes. too, right? Like fall on stuff, yeah. and so like I think that also the the genre of music itself also plays a part 
But the beauty of finger drumming is that you're not stuck into a genre. There are many finger drummers who play like more trap style rap music, right? Trap beat. Uh, They play more soul or they play more lo-fi. The genre of the music actually is really diverse in finger drumming, which even then makes it more fun to dive into it because then you see all these people expressing themselves with their, with their fingers. Uh, and then you, but the, the musicality can be so diverse. It's, it's a really, really nice thing to get into. Right. Right. Um, so I, I when I started first re- researching you, um, I read on the blog that uh, you it said you you played the clarinet when you were four. Now, I, fourth grade, yeah, fourth grade, yeah. Well, okay, fourth, okay. So, so then I asked all my uh, all my past um, um, interviewees um, if they got if they were the last person to pick their instrument in like high school or something. But uh-huh. with you, I I also read in the same blog that you love brass instruments so right, i think that's yeah. fantastic that you actually 100%. got to pick so i think it's fantastic that you actually got to pick which one to play is that true i mean uh, yes and no because i remember when i was in fourth when i was at that age my i remember my uh parents wanted me to get involved in music um as kind of like an attention thing and um and I definitely had a rhythm aspect. I guess I was hitting pots and pans and stuff like that when I was younger. And I had kind of like that thing with like, this kid's really right. Just at least he's attached to it. Right. So, um, I feel like they, they put a few in front of me and said, which one of these do you want to learn? Right. And I just feel like I remember looking at, you know what it is? I feel like I remember looking at the clarinet and saying, not a lot of people use this one and I don't know why. I think it's pretty cool. So I'll learn this one. Oh, nice. I remember that being kind of the core behind it. But yeah. my, my parents didn't necessarily force me into, it definitely was like pick one of these couple of instruments, right? But it wasn't mm-hmm. like uh, you have to play the clarinet at all. I definitely chose the clarinet and I'm glad I did because I love, as much as I love brass instruments in general, I mean, uh, uh, Benny Goodman, who's a clarinet player is one of my favorite composers of all time, you know, and, and he, I love the sound of the clarinet and I was really glad that that was one that I picked up. I can't really play it anymore, but because this was more when I was at a younger age, but yeah, I, I love the, uh, those, uh, reed instruments. Love them. Right. Right. Um, so, uh, have you ever played the new Spider-Man game? Oh yeah. The, 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 like the brand new one, brand new one. All right, uh, so I, I did not get to play uh, Miles Morales yet. Okay. Right, the second yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, my display in my PS4 just went out, so I'm kind of having to oh, no. depend on everybody. Yeah. But from what I understand, yeah. it's really just a more tight knit version of uh, Spider-Man and PS4 that we got. It's right. Uh, yeah. So at least I can, I have the general gist of the vibe that's happening. But from what I saw in like the the new web swinging physics, it just looks ah. Uh, Unbelievable. Right. right. Have so, you gotten to play it or did you play it yet? I, I have it right now and I'm playing it and it's amazing so far. Oh, yeah. But um really? but I re- I also read that you are avid video gamer so that's why I asked you oh, to yeah. and oh, and yeah. Spider Man, the the new Miles Morales has a fantastic uh, fantastic uh soundtrack with it too. Oh, um dope. what okay, so um what was it about video games like got you connected with interested in the music? Or did I, I mean, um, yeah. I remember just being so, so when I was younger, I was really into video games. 
Right. It, my my parents thought it was a, a problem. Uh, <laughs> yeah, most people do. How much I wanted, I just wanted to play. I just play video games all day. Yeah. Uh, it didn't really matter what it was. It could have been Arrow the Acrobat or like uh, or Beauty and the Beast on Sega Genesis, right? Like the side-scrolling games. Or it could have been uh, my personal favorites, which was like the Final Fantasy and Legend of Zelda games, right? And I rem- I just remember. Uh, wanting to be involved in gaming so much and then being so uh, but also having this affinity for music where it was like my original goal to get into music was to write music for video games initially I was like I want to be in the video game industry and I want to you know be a part of this process but like make a soundtrack myself because this music is phenomenal specifically by Nobuo Uematsu uh, who is the composer for the Final Fantasy games one through nine, and then some of ten? Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because um, I find that 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 video games are the is another outlet to get music ideas. Um, oh, you know, for example, because there's sure. there's a lot of games, a lot of games that I've I've heard the, their soundtracks, and I, I never would have found it if it wasn't for that game. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, I've actually sampled a few uh, classic video games in some beats that I've made because of just how much I love them. I still try and keep it obscure, but you know, like I've definitely gone back to video game soundtracks and, and sampled them myself and been like, I just want to make a beat out of this. It's so fire. Right, right. So, um, knowing the video games as much as I do, which what what game theme or song have you heard from video games that you thought that was absolutely greatest thing you've ever heard? Wow, great question. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think anyone's ever asked me that before, ever. Um, I, I, I tell you what, I can go and then I, I can tell you mine, and and then you can, you know, I'll, I'll give you. Yeah, no, tell me yours because okay. I am also curious. Because for someone to be so creative to ask me that question, <laughs> you definitely have to have yours already prepped. Yes, I do. Well, well, right? <laughs> well, yeah, well, see, I, I'm working just thinking about myself, man, for, for today's interview. Dude, I'm so excited. Uh, but yeah, but mine is The Legend of Zelda. That is amazing. Huh? What any particular song? Or are you talking about just the the, the, the game? The theme song from the, the from the, the legend of dun 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 dun. Man, that is all perfect. I mean, I, whoever made that, which I should know, because I mean, come on now. Yeah, it's it's just <laughs> just like a like a like a most beautiful thing that I've ever heard of. You know, and the it fact really that so and and if, okay, so. So many people, many genres, doesn't do it just as fast. The cover song, that thing is awesome. It's amazing in 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 a heavy metal version. Oh yes, love oh, 100%. it, dude. That is so fire. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So, all right, so I I'll give you my probably my, what I would really consider to be my number one. Now, does this have to be from a certain time period of my life or just in general? Any, right? It could just yeah. be like in general. Right? Anything. Right. Yeah. 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 All right, so um, it's going to sound stereotypical, but there's a very specific reason why okay. for number for the first one, and then I'm going to give you my runner-up. Sure, right, sure. So the first one is going to have to be One Winged Angel from Final Fantasy VII. Okay. 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 Which is Sephiroth's theme song. Right. Now, specifically, I'm going to say the Advent Children remake of that song because it's an orchestral remake of it. And the reason why is because uh, Nobuo Uematsu even said uh, during an interview that that melody is based off of Jimi Hendrix's Purple Haze. And when you listen to the two of them next to each other, you're like, oh my God. It is like like how much of an influence next to each other they are. 
And when I made that connection, it really just rose that song up to near the top of my list all the time. So when you, and, and fun fact, uh, Naboy Matsu was in a, uh, his own rock band doing metal versions of his Final Fantasy music called the Black Mages. No way, dude. Yeah. yeah. I, I bet yeah. that sounds so great. They're like yeah. power metal versions of of their of the Final yeah. Fantasy music. It's like the best thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely, definitely going to have to download that. I'm definitely. Yeah, because it's strange because uh, you would never have thought that that music from the 50s, 60s, 70s would be so prolific now more than right. ever, you know? Yeah. Right. It's amazing, you know, and and, and the mean, fact that he like coined Jimi Hendrix of all people, yeah, you know, who would have thought? Like, you know? Well, yeah. you, you never think too because you know I'm thinking of me, me playing these games at my age. You know, he's clearly an adult at this point making music, right? And his motivations are these other people from this time period. And sometimes I'm just like, it's just such a, a wonderful way that the world kind of connects these dots. Because I also loved Jimi Hendrix when I was a kid. My dad would got me into Jimi Hendrix. And uh, and so what, when we started making these connections about how even the people who I look up to in video game music are looking at to these like rock and classic rock people, and uh, and it all just kind of makes one fantastic web of life. Right. Oh, so yeah. dope. So when you were growing up, uh, did did you find music, or did or or like did your dad, you know? Uh, show you the ways of of, of greatness <laughs> per uh, se <laughs> with Jimmy, uh, with Jimi uh, Hendrix. I mean, come on, because he's a he's a really you know, classic guy, you know. Enough, so funny enough, my my dad. So uh, I guess I I just attract was attracted to music. Okay, right. Um, and and I was fortunate enough to have parents who recognized it and said, let's let's just you know try and feed it. Right. Um, I mean, my dad did get me my first guitar. But he wasn't really much of a like a super crazy musician, like doing sweeps and all that stuff. He was actually more of a classic rocker, like Black Sabbath, using chords, writing songs that like really kind of had more emphasis on the simplicity, on the beauty of simplicity. Right. Um, and he, uh, but I just always appreciated him playing guitar and, and doing his thing, and yeah, I loved. Uh, I did technically, I think my mom said that she played music too. So I, I, when she was younger, but it, it, I would say that the music found me my parents just fed it. My dad wasn't, uh, uh, was more supportive of it. And he, I would probably say, well, probably because he told me he like, <laughs> that he lives more vicariously, he, he lives more vicariously through me on the music thing now because right. of what I, oh, the kind of level that I've tried to bring it to. Right. Yeah. So can, uh, do you remember the, the first time you ever, you got a, like a, like a vinyl record or a CD or like, what was your first piece of music that you owned? Well, so, oh, that's, <laughs> you're asking good questions. Mm -hmm. I can tell you mine. Like, I'm also really like both super honest and I don't care what people think about no, no, the answer. Don't, I'm yeah. trying to disguise the original answer with like the one that might be more socially acceptable. Right. right? right. But if, so if I recall correctly, so I, my first, physical media it was a cassette tape for my walkman and i have to say now i can't remember the the uh rock group but when i was younger my mom if there's any music that was really forced upon me mm. it was christian rock music from my from my mother okay yeah that's good she, she really wanted me to get into that wave you know what I mean? so she was like check out this rock band they're totally happening and i'm like this is black mom. Yeah, that's that's that. yeah 
Yeah, because yeah, um, I, I literally had two tapes. I had a Jimi Hendrix tape and, and this Christian, whatever this Christian rock band tape. And as soon know, as they got that Jimmy tape, oh, I would <laughs> just throw on Jimmy. <laughs> That's great, dude. Yeah, because um, no, that, no man. There's uh, so many great Christian bands like um, like uh, oh, yeah. Chris Tomlin and Demon oh, Hunter. No. Under Oath is one of my favorite metal bands of all time, and they're like straight. Like, I mean, th there's nothing wrong with it at all. But I just remember it being one of the first things that would really be on there. Is just like right. you know, yeah. the, kind of that heavy emphasis on the religion aspect, which yeah. you know can sometimes to some people be a red flag. But to me, it was just more of an introduction to to rhythm for me. You right. know, yeah. what I mean, on that level. Yeah. And, um, and uh, but yeah, you know. yeah. I think my um my uh, uncle gave me a. See, I can't remember the name of the band, but he says, "Yeah, man, this is." A death metal Christian band. I'm like, what the oh, heck? Yeah. <laughs> yes, death metal Christian yeah, music. To motivate the hell out of you. Yeah, they <laughs> yeah, was like, yeah, man, you guys give these guys out. You know, give these guys a chance, and they were pretty good. You know, I mean, yeah, you know? I'm sure, man. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, so to me, it's more about like how, what, what you're putting into it, not just what the content is about. It's also about how you're framing it, right, and right. stuff like that. Yeah, you know, so yeah. Um, so listening to your music now, um, I've, I'm a big fan of your, um, a, a Breath Hill album, your first album. Um, so, much. I, so I get a, I get a lot of hints of like jazz vibes, old style school vibes, but your main love is hip hop. And mm -hmm. I just want to know what was it about hip hop that really drew you in, you know, and, and who, who inspired you to actually you know come up with all these awesome you know beats uh so let me see um all right so sorry before the who inspired me to make the beats what was the what was the first part of the question i'm sorry what what, what was it about hip-hop that really captured your oh, attention that's right yeah well, it, was, it was the culture it okay. was the culture okay i mean like the group so i would say it was like Initially, the groove is what got me, right, mm -hmm. in terms of, like, being like, huh, why does my body want to move in this fashion after listening to this music, right, right kind of right. thing. Yeah. And I just, you know, so I got into the rhythm, but what really brought me in was the culture, and the culture transcends everything. Right. And that's what, and that's what really helped save me. Like, cause hip hop culture is what I would really say. Like hip hop and nerd culture are the two things that really, I would say saved my life in that, in this way. And, and for the, for the hip hop culture side of it, it was just this acceptance of knowledge of, it was about the pursuit of knowledge of self. like the fifth element mm -hmm. that, that really got me. I mean, obviously I, I can't, do all of the elements of hip hop. I'm not the best artist, you know what I mean? On, but <laughs> I, I can, I can break, I, I can break a little bit. I can, I can rock the wheels of steel. I can do some, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm a little bardic. I can rhyme when the time is right. Um, and, but it was the culture of overcoming your, your shenanigans with, with style. Right. And, and uh, more than just with grace, but like with this, this like, yo, you better recognize who I am because I'm about to change everything just with the way I carry myself. And that's the what that that was the most attractive thing for me ever. Was just I wanted that. I was like, why like what does it take to get to that level right. of peace of mind and wisdom? 
Mm. You know what I mean? Right. Like where you know yourself so well, where you're unbothered by other people's ignorance, where you're only trying to help others and teach others. And, and you're almost so nonchalant about it. It just ends up happening naturally because of who you are. There's a level that you attain. It's like, it's like Buddha style <laughs> gangsterism you know what i mean right like, i don't know like, <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean yeah. it's like, <laughs> just like the, the the you cannot rag on the swag of knowledge of self you know what i right. mean and it's just so appealing so that's really what got me into hip-hop right but because it transcends genre i was able to say well i don't see a lot of people sampling what i like which is swing music and jazz music right so that's when that comes into play right okay yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm, I'm also going to use your, um, use your uh, motto. It says a culture of overcoming the negative with the positive, which is, I mean, yeah, that's that's hip hop because there's so many artists out there. Correctly, that was African Bombada who said that. And while of course we have to uh, recognize the uh, things that have come up as of late and hold people accountable to a standard. It is still very important to be said. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. So, as of right now, who is your favorite hip-hop artist? Or, right, so, or who well, have you... So technically, the one who... To answer the actual second half of the question, which was who influenced me the most, it would be MF Doom. Okay. Right? That would be the actual answer to who influenced me the most in this in this adventure. Um, but I would say, like, right now, who's my favorite hip-hop artist? Oof. That is a... Yeah, tough one, man. That is a tough one. Yeah, that's a tough one for me because you have like the notorious B.I.G. You have Tupac, you have Ice T, Ice Cube, N.W.A. There's so many great ones you just can't, you know, you just can't pick one. Yeah, I mean, I literally. So I was even thinking about this because of my top five 2020. Right, right. There's so much hip hop music that's out there that is not being represented because of like. I guess marketing or big business or whatever the case may be. They're just not talking about it enough. Right. Um, my favorite rapper that's still putting out music right now probably has to be Black Thought or R.A. the Rugged Man. Okay. I'm, those are probably the two. Okay. I need Black to... Thought, for those unfamiliar, is the lead singer of The Roots. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, he just he just put out streams of thought but he put out streams of thought volume three i think it was in october november of this year and nowhere near enough people were talking about as far as i'm concerned it's a phenomenal project and he just brings bars yeah uh ra the rugged man someone who has a little more of a controversial history in the past but at the same time is just super knowledgeable and like honestly he you know I really don't think anyone can listen to his album that he put out this year called All My Heroes Are Dead Mm. and tell me that that should not be on anyone's top list. I I will argue to the day, (laughs) R.A., I got you, bro. That is a top infinitum album. Okay. I know. Whoa, whoa. Is that a, is that a word? Because I just think you made it up. <laughs> I make up half my dialogue, bro. I'm not going to lie. That's awesome, dude. <laughs> That's awesome. I made up a few others along this way, too. Yeah, you know I'm, I mean? yeah I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to probably steal that in the long run, you know? But I'm going to give you credit. So it's all good. It's but all good. Hopefully, yeah. the context at least allows you to know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. It, to me, it really is just something where, like, just because an album comes out now doesn't mean it will not. Last, te- last the test of time right right, right. 
So mm. you should still be listening to stuff now with like the same kind of critical ear, yeah. almost, right? That, yeah. you, that you do when you listen to classic albums. And when I listen to, uh, I will put All My Heroes Are Dead next to any classic album right now, period. Okay, yeah, I, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely take that to check out those albums for sure. Uh, so we we touched on this very briefly, but I want to go back to it if you don't mind. Um, so after yeah. a, after listening to your first album, A Brass Tale, which released in 2018, mm-hmm. uh, I, I hear samples of old ragtime jazz. So how does jazz come into the Doc Brass environment? Oh, that's right. I did technically touch on that. Well, yeah, so pretty much once I uh, kind of started my adventure into the real diving of the culture of hip-hop, right, um, you know, I, I started to find where I resided in terms of the groove spectrum right uh where because you know i feel like when some people hear music they gravitate towards either like something a little more upbeat higher tempo lower tempo or if you're doing something super high where you almost do a double time like you would in in a modern trap wave um and i found that in a boom bap tempo 90 to me it was like anything from 96 or like 90 it guys even hard to say because some of my favorite stuff is even a little bit lower than 90 all right i'm gonna be broad here but sorry anything from like 85 to 105 right that that general heartbeat tempo is where i reside okay and i feel like that's where our rhythm really connects ourselves and um and most most grooves that bring you there are all bringing you around each other's heartbeat kind of vibe. So the way that jazz got into it was really, again, because I was like, all right, if I really enjoy the boom bap and I really enjoyed the sample culture element of hip hop, what is the kind of music that I've always enjoyed or listened to that I thought would be so groovy, right? That like has, like, I want to encapsulate this groove of, and uh and i've just always been a fan of of like swing and big band i've always it's weird i i don't know what uh what really connected me to it either maybe it might have been the clarinet right but right i've i've, I've always kind of had this connection to to big band swing oldies kind of stuff just like the tempo of it the vibe of it the, the dancing of it the way that people would just like dance all kind of cra- like <laughs> that, that, right yeah. flipping each other around Oh, I loved it. I mean, I don't have the lumbar support for it now, but I <laughs> yeah. mean, like, yeah, yeah, you don't I, see that I, kind I, of dancing I, anymore. You can't see those like all right, the but how much? Well, Any time that, and I bet you that if you did, like, if you were like going anywhere and you saw that, you would stop and watch. Because yeah, or it is amazing you, to see. Or you would join in and just dance and have a or good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, exactly. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So. but that's what so I wanted to just find that music to sample as a way of encapsulating that group for me, it's an expression of myself because I am a jazzy person. Yeah. I, I swing it, you know, I'm, uh, and, and so it, it was just kind of like a match. It was kind of like a groove made in heaven, just something that it, it, it all became so organic the way that I ended up developing everything. It just, I, it's how I knew I found myself. Right. Okay. Okay. So I'm a person who loves music, all kinds of music. Now, um, I used to listen to just Metallica back in high school. You know, every okay, every sure. every high schooler goes through this. Like, I got that one band that you know. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, <laughs> so as I grew up, I, I I became more interested in more music. So, uh, could you give me 
um, advice on who to who to listen to as far as jazz goes. Because I, mm. I honestly I know very little. I know of like Duke Ellington, and that's that's my extent. But I do want to learn more. So, well, so uh, if you didn't know Benny Goodman before, okay. look him up. Okay, you will start hearing snippets of the samples that you might have heard in my beats at some point. You know what I mean? Because Benny Goodman, to me, I mean, he was called the King of Swing. Right. And if you actually, and, and as a little nod to how much he's also influenced me in my, uh, in my bio on Instagram, I actually call myself the King of Swing Hop because I, you know, it was kind of like I took, I wanted to take swing and put it into boom bap hip hop and like how I'm trying to flex something hard with like Benny. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Benny Goodman is huge. Um, I'm trying to think of it depends on how you really flavor it because I'm all one of my favorite composers is uh, uh, Kapustin. Uh, okay. I think it's Alexander Kapustin. Okay. Uh, K A P U S T I N. He's technically a classical composer, but he's like, it, what if he's like classical composer, but what if jazz, right? So most okay. of his works have a very jazzy flair to them. Um, and then what, what I would also suggest is here's actually what I would really suggest. You want to do, put yourself on a trip, just go look up any, all right. Uh, look up anywhere that w- had prominent world war two events happenings, okay. which obviously was the whole world, but I'm talking, I guess <laughs> like obviously America because it was Western influence. But then if you go to France, Germany, uh, Italy, uh, uh, and then even uh, Soviet Russia at that time, right? Mm. Like all of these different areas have their own swing. So what I do is I will look up Soviet swing, oh, yeah. German swing, right? American swing, French swing. Like if you ever heard of, like of a French American swing, that's an entire like kind of subgenre of swing music. And so oftentimes when it comes down to, uh, so I'll give you with Benny Goodman since he's the king of it and he'll lead you down a great path. Okay. But then anything else, just p- uh, pick out a, uh, a an area and and add swing to it and enjoy the dive. <laughs> it is such a great expression of music that you right. really see these, you know, little uh, nuances of how people express themselves in it. Yeah. So kind of like it's kind of going through, going down an awesome rabbit hole, you know? Yes. Yeah. One hundred percent. Yeah. One hundred percent. All right. It's the swing hole. <laughs> you know, sound right. You know what? I take that back. Yeah, right. No. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes it sounds better in my head, and I just say it out loud. And then the yeah, yeah, yeah. But I know what you mean. So that's all the matter, right? So yeah. Okay. So um, this is our last question. Um, and and this is really important because I really want to know more about this and uh you know because maybe you know I can make some something too with it too. Hell yeah! So um for anybody who is interested other than me um into getting into finger drumming, what advice would you give them to start out? Like what would be the better the, the the best beginner um drum machine to work with or anything else that you can think of that that might you know? That's a good question. Um. I so kind of like as I covered earlier since finger drumming is kind of like more the action you still need a tool right Right. for the instrument for the action to take place onto if you really want to get started into finger drumming I would say 
ask yourself uh, how you envi- like what kind of music you envision performing. Right. right. Okay. Because once you have that, you can you might be able to find you will might want uh, an Akai MPC more than say like a uh, a Native Instruments machine or say like an Ableton controller, mm-hmm. right? Where you have like sixty four buttons. There, if if you were to really go down the finger drumming rabbit hole, <laughs> you'll see that there are a lot of. Uh, uh, <laughs> You'll see that there are a lot of different people using a lot of different style techniques based off of what, how they envisioned doing it. Okay. Right. Right. So I would say the first step in wanting to get involved as a finger drummer is you really have to just take a second. And my, I don't know if it sounds cheesy, but I don't care. Just try <laughs> and imagine how you are going to do it because trust me, it's going to end up being different than somebody else. Right. You know, no one, no one can do the things that I do. And I sometimes can't do the things that other people can do. It's a matter of trying to push each other and innovate each other in these ways. So how you can get started once you've kind of uh, decided what genre, well, if you have a computer and you use software to make your music, I would just suggest getting like a machine or a MIDI controller. Mm because then you can use that with your software and you don't have to get anything extra for, for too uh, much money. Right. If you're starting from scratch, I might suggest getting an analog drum machine like an SP mm. or, uh, or like a, um, a used MPC because those are more standalone pieces of equipment that'll allow you to practice the concepts of muscle memory. Right. Okay. That's really the last part is look up tutorials. Right. There are some free ones. Uh, I put some on my Patreon, but that's for a dollar and above, so it's technically not free. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, th- there are tutorials out there that you can look up for, um, and and that way you can at least get started. But I think if you want to imagine how you're going to do it, then look at what you have right now in your budget, right? And then you can decide what kind of piece to to go into next. Okay. Yeah, very good advice. So thank you for for that. Also, got one more question because it just came out of my top of my chrome dome head. <laughs> um, uh, okay, so watching you do your 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 genius work of all sorts. Um, okay, so when you sit down and like, okay, I'm gonna write like a like a minute and a half beat song, right? Do the beats just come to you, or like, do you have to like plan it out, like like? Do I want to, to do this beat first or oh, get in this sample or like, like, like how, how is your process? You know, great question. You're good at this. Thank you. <laughs> I probably said great question like four or five times. So I'm probably like, like I, someone in the comments is going to be like, dude, he does interviews. Of course. <laughs> we'll see. I mean? We'll like, see you on my 21st <laughs> interview. So, uh, so I'm pretty new at this. So thank you for that. That's no, the end of the question. No, so for me, the process is pretty, uh, like it starts with what I hear in the music initially. Mm-hmm. Right. So when I hear it, when I'm listening to music and I hear a sample that I'm like, oh, that's what I'm going to want to chop, right? right? Yeah. I'll sample that on my MPC. Uh, and then I will go through the process of chopping it and then pl- and then trying to play what I thought I heard. Okay. Right, if that, if that makes any sense. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because what, en- what I find ends up happening is that I either end up finding something more interesting by experimenting 
or that what I thought was going to come out initially didn't come out at all. And what came out was actually way better, you know, than what I was initially expecting. Right. And so I've, in that sense, I would say kind of like what you're saying for the first part, in that sense, it really does end up coming to me because the sample and how I jam, I'll try different tempos and stuff like that. And as I'm jamming, I'll be like, Oh, this is, this is a great direction. Oh yeah. Now look, mm. this is also another great direction. And then once I pick a couple that I really like, if I do, right, assuming assuming I like what I was making there, uh, I'll then organize it to a, uh, essentially into a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Oh, like a performance, uh, like a rudiment. Not, what's the word I'm looking for? Man, I'm, I'm sorry. That's fine. Well, essentially, I put it into like an actual structure. <laughs> okay. So that, that, oh, yeah. that, that is repeatable. Okay. Right. Be- yeah. Because what uh, when I, when I play live shows, I want people to hear a beat that they've heard on my Instagram or whatever, or like on, on an album, and I want them to be like, "Oh man, this part that's coming up is so dope," and they know what's about to happen because I can still play it in that way. Right, right. right. So everything I, uh, once I w- once I have it on Instagram, like once I publish it on somewhere, that's generally how it will always be because that's after the process has taken place. And then anytime you see me live, you will see that plus some improv- improvisation. Okay, cool. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, so where could, okay. Okay. Uh, so what, why well, are you asking you what you're listening to right now? Cause we just covered a lot of that. So, um, Oh yeah, sure. That's fair. Yeah. Black thought already the rugged man. Yep. Yeah. Uh, cool. All good stuff. All good stuff. So, so where can our listeners find you if they want to, uh, experiment the DOS, the doc brand, the uh, doc breast brand, I guess. My man. <laughs> uh, you can go. So the name is doc breast. Honestly, I'm, I'm wearing my MF doom hat right now. I'm not wearing my own hat. So bad branding on my part. <laughs> um, are you wearing a Wolfnet radio hat? I am wearing a uh, one of them skater hats. I get. I think. Oh, I think it is right. I don't. Well, I just like it. Co- not- I just like it because of the cool sick design. You know, no, it looks do- well. Yeah. It, it looks like a wolf or like a fox, right? Yeah, 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 it's a fox. And yeah. uh, there's a BattleTech podcast that I listen to called WolfNet Podcast Radio, yeah. and I was like, "Oh, dude, you're looking uh, some BattleTech wear." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I had no idea. Yeah, so yeah, so you know. You know. Sorry, bad I just like um, this because of the design. I think it's so sick, you know. It looks oh, yeah, pretty it's cool. Bad. Yeah, no, so. super, super fly. Yeah, um, but no. So the name Doc Brass, D O K B R A S S, right? If you look that up on any of your social media platforms, I guess except for TikTok, I'm technically not on TikTok. Yet, I don't think. Right. Okay. Um, but like if you're on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, Google, are, are we on Snapchat? Google it. Say that again? Are we on Snapchat? No, actually, I'm not on Snapchat. Because okay. I, actually, I think I technically am on Snapchat, but I don't use it and uninstalled it. Right. You know oh, right. I mean? Yeah. But, yeah. But like, technically, you'll see one there, and you'll be like, "Is that him?" Yeah. And I guess, but I'm not. And like, nope, on that. Yeah. Um, but I probably did lock it in because I was that guy where I'm like, whatever. That was the thing. I wanted to make it easy for people. So if you can spell the name, you'll find me. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So D-O-K-B-R-A-S-S and just type it into Google. You'll find me on whatever your preferred network is because it'll, you know, I admit Instagram's like everyone's go-to right now mm-hmm. uh, since it's obviously multimedia. Yeah, and Instagram have, is very famous right now, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and it, it is where most of my following is. Twitter, 
Um, I am on there, but I'm less active. And obviously, since it's such a a political climate right now, most people don't want to hear what I have to say on that kind of shenanigans. You know what I mean? And I ain't shy. Um, So uh, I would probably say I would suggest following me on like Instagram or Facebook or YouTube where I post my videos as well. Um, And if you want to support me, you can just go to patreon.com slash Doc Brass. That's where like my main support comes from. Helps mm-hmm. keeps the light on, and but that's that that's I guess the the main shout there. Which thank you for the opportunity to direct people. I sure. appreciate. Yeah, you. absolutely, absolutely. Anytime that I can help help or you know tell people about you you know your music is it's just fantastic. You know, so I really uh, appreciate that. Brother. Yeah, so thank you very much, so for coming on the show. I really do appreciate, it. and I hope we can remain best friends. You know, maybe I can send you some songs your way. Huh? No, dude, hell yeah, this was a blast, bro. Yeah, I, yeah. I hope that. No, you. I. I don't think I ever got to ask you where you are. Where are you located in the country? I'm in uh, Columbia, South Carolina. You're in South Carolina. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we're on the same coast. So at least we got something going on. There you go. Right. There you go. So maybe yeah, after this. Next time I'm coming, I'm trying to come back down to Georgia uh, and do a, a few shows. In which case, obviously, I'll be passing through. Right. So you know, we should definitely. Uh, man, I will. I will oh, yeah. happily. Uh, ho- hopefully I get to meet you in, uh, you know in person someday once all the shenanigans is over but no dude you're, you're hilarious bro mm-hmm. you know like <laughs> oh thank you man that's that's awesome for you to say so uh yeah, so check out Doc Brass uh, is it docbrass.com or do we have another uh, like a uh, like so, a so my website would be docbrass.squarespace.com because right. I haven't actually bought the the full uh, embedded title yet but right. yeah uh, and if you go to my uh, Instagram I also have directions to my website and my cool. stuff like that from there okay so everybody check out Doc Brass he's a great guy very cool to talk to very chill person and I want you thank you very much again for coming on I'm going to thank you so many times after this dude it's not it's oh, going to be funny <laughs> you're so awesome you're so awesome yeah, so. Dude, we'll nerd out a bunch bro, <laughs> there you go yeah. dude alright so yeah dude, so, so, so thank you once again for coming on your show appreciate it oh no problem brother thank you for having me man you've been listening to the when words fail music speaks podcast stay tuned for more and thank you for listening <laughs>